This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the Queen of Freedom Monument, this station presents a special public affairs program. Well, this should prove very interesting. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Look, look, look. Hey, look, look. Hey, look, 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 shut up. There's a car for everyone here at World Car. I see Boban has found the roomy eight passenger Nissan Armada. This sound system is awesome. Okay, Boban. What? Now, I can't really say the name of the band, but you can imagine. Think of your chest, and then there's this column T Twister. That's the name of the band. Nothing. T-Twister, but what's on your chest? What do you call that up there? Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Is Don on the phone? Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Go home to mommy. And now. This is a huge release. Everyone's talking about it. You could find that all the media is talking about it. There's the hype. The hype. Is, everyone's hyping it up. It's going crazy here. You could see the line already wrapped around the building. It's going nuts. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Friday morning, the 12th of October. Started the day with a little motorhead, man. That really, uh, that gets us going. It's a way to do it. Hey, party people. What's up? Hey, Jensen, I laughed out loud at your tweet yesterday. Well, what was that? Your uh, welcome I, uh, yeah. welcome me to the Kevin and Bean Show tweet. Oh, yes. Everything's becoming a blur when you wake up at 4.30 for the first time. <laughs> Jensen had to find an analogy to describe how <laughs> excited he was to be joining the show that he presumably has been a fan of for a long time. Right? Long time, yeah. And there's... Uh, I don't know. There's thousands of different ways he could have put it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. could have told me he's a wrestling fan. He could have talked about what, what the you know how his dream it was like uh, his dream of getting in you know getting in the ring with his favorite wrestler that he'd been admiring over the years. Coming off the top rope. Yeah, yeah exactly. Favorite sure. uh, sports team being in a I don't know. There's a lot of different ways he could have done it. You know, I, I even could have went to Journey. How Journey got a new you know yeah. or, or Sublime in Rome. I, there was yeah. many options I could have went mm-hmm. with. What's the one you chose, Jensen? Well, I compared it to the crappy Mark Wahlberg movie where he is in a cover band that ends up joining the real band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what did I point out to you about that analogy? That my friends Kevin and Bean are in that crappy film. <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> I knew there were radio DJs in it. Yes. <laughs> Do I remember it was you guys? No. Now, can we have crazy long wigs and yeah. everything else? You were doing a bit. 
Sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. we were just asking questions. Yeah. And then we said, uh, they said, hey, just uh, ad lib. We want you guys to be funny. We ad lib for a half hour, and then they didn't use, use any, any of, it. of it. Yeah. But we just looked terrible. But you didn't. Did you remember? You didn't remember we were in that movie when you made that analogy. No, I mean it would be amazing if I lied and said yes right That's now. That's awesome. <laughs> Looked like a comedic genius, but no, I forgot you were in the film. That's sweet. Uh-huh. But do feel like I'm in that movie still. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> would, I, uh, would I have said crappy? <laughs> it was uh, called uh, Kevin means Rockstar. For it folks was who called don't remember. Rockstar. Right. Kevin means Rockstar, I, I right? And uh, I think uh, Jennifer Anderson was on the call sheet right below us, if I recall correctly, right, way above so. us. And uh, it was not a great movie. I, I agree with that. But I just thought it was hilarious on your first official day yeah. at work that you basically said, boy, am I working for a couple of idiots. Uh, you know, looking back, probably not my first tweet that I want to put out. <laughs> but uh, you know what? No regrets moving forward. If I had a dump button for my Twitter, mm-hmm. okay, may have used it. Oh, do All I need, of us, right? I need that, man. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you. All right. Do we have time for the thing? Sure. I'll try to make this real fast. I know we're going to be talking to our friend Matt Money Smith about the uh, the Doyers and the Milwaukee Brewers series uh, starting off tonight. But I thought this was fun. The, Ma- the Milwaukee Brewers, who, by the way, started out as a, a minor league team in the 1940s, and then they were replaced by the Boston Braves, and they were in town for about 15 years before they moved to Atlanta. And then they were replaced by the Seattle Pilots, who became the Milwaukee Brewers in 1970. I hope this is going somewhere. It is. Okay. In the long history of a franchise in that city, a local restaurant tra- chain called George Webb, named after its founder, has had a promotion going since the 1940s where they promise everyone free hamburgers if the Brewers win 12 games in a row. Is that unheard of? It's not unheard of, but that's a long streak. That's a it, super long it's streak. It's exceptional. It's, yeah. very, it's, it's, it's fairly common to have an eight-game winning streak, a nine-game winning streak. You don't often see double digits. And by the way, this is uh, what's the Lakers has a promotion with uh, tacos if they score a certain over, amount of points I think it's or something. Over 100 and win the game. Right. So since the 40s, they've had this promotion going on. They probably forgot about it by now. Oh, no. It's, oh, very, it's very much on the uh, the citizens of Milwaukee's mind. Citizens, yeah. One time it, <laughs> it has happened. In uh, 1960, uh, ni- excuse me, 1987 it happened. The Milwaukee Brewers won the first 12 games of the series, a season rather, and George Webb Restaurants handed out close to 170,000 hamburgers Jeez, for free to celebrate. 170,000. Someone on the scene says, I just remember there were lines of people waiting. Some locations, police were there guiding traffic. The mood was amazing. Some lines were an hour long to get a hamburger, but people came and they waited. It meant more than just getting a free burger. People were wrapped up in the excitement of the team, right? Well, the reason I bring all this up is to say, look, look, we want the Dodgers to win tonight. But if the Brewers do win. So you go to hell. If they you do, go to hell right now. I just said we yeah, want but the Dodgers to You go to, to hell because what you're about to say is going to be a jinx, and yeah. it's on you, Mr. Bean Baxter. And there is nothing worse than a meat jinx. Right? I've said it for years. <laughs> yeah, I've said, said it, it and for I, years. And I'll, and I'll stand right now and tell you something. If they do win, uh-huh. when they give out burgers... You're going to Milwaukee? No, it's going to be infected with E. coli. (laughs) So even if they win, they're going to lose. Stop saying if they win. No, they're not going to win. But I'm saying even a win is a loss because they're going to be sick to their stomachs. If they do win... You go to hell, you son of a bitch! It will be the 12th game, which would be very exciting. So they have... Exciting! Define very exciting. For people in Wisconsin who want a free hamburger! It's a burger. $2 burger. Dude, free food wins every time. Here's what I'm saying. it's very exciting. We're just saying... It is! To get a free food? Yes! 
They have won every game since September 23rd, by the way, when they beat Pittsburgh. They even had to win that one-game play-in at game 163 against the Cubs to decide the winner of the NL Central. They are on a streak hey, of hey, 11 Bean? in a row. Yeah. Out of curiosity, how yeah. much longer are you going to talk about the Brewers winning? It's a great question. Are, are we syndicated? God, are we syndicated in Milwaukee? <laughs> I'm missing happening? something. What happened? I said we don't Asshole. want him to. I said we don't want him to win. Yeah, but if they do, it's very exciting. It that is, is exciting. what you said. If they do, it's very exciting. If they do, it'll be twelve in a row, That's and it's free hamburgers for everybody. They're Don't on. You shut that. your pie hole. The uh, the restaurant is ready to order an extra two hundred thousand hamburger buns and forty thousand pounds of ground beef, and they'll do the giveaway next week. Nothing I can't believe you don't shut up. But if it did, it's free hamburgers. Yeah, oh. shut up, dude. This man. Right? <laughs> Jensen's not looking so bad now. Can we uh, talk about today's Kevin and Bean show now? Or sure. We're going to continue to filibuster. Uh, Matt Money Smith talking Dodgers. <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is out. We're going to give away a bunch of those today. Uh, don't touch kids. When we named that, we uh, quickly said that's a bad idea, and then it ended up on the air. Yep, of course. Uh, keep it 100 because it's Friday. Mm-hmm. And Come got, on, crash test dummies. And we've got the D today. Oh, tenacious D. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you guys, you guys watched their web series? Did. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal, right? They're the best. I mean, it's not great artwork. <laughs> You're going to tell Jack Black that? Yes, he yes. drew it. He I drew know. it. I know. I can't wait. Okay. Because he has to know it's terrible. I love it. Okay. I didn't say I didn't love it. It's terrible. I love the artwork. Okay. And that's coming up this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. It's Friday, you guys. And Allie is here with our first look at what's happening. Well, here is something nobody saw coming. And this is told to the rap. Okay. An individual with knowledge of the deal told the rap that Ryan Coogler that Ryan Coogler and now a breaking news bulletin that Ryan Coogler will officially write and direct the Black Panther sequel for Marvel. Who saw that yeah! coming? What a scoop. I know, because the first one was uh, not a hit at all. No. Gosh. Do you have any idea what that wound up grossing? I don't. Like $10 million? <laughs> eight. I'll say $8 million. Eight? Oh. I'll do a dollar. Dollar. One do- okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going for it. Oh, you're doing yeah, the prices right, right? Yeah. yeah. How about uh, $1.3 billion worldwide? <laughs> yeah. And, and deserved it. Yeah. One point three. billion. Billion dollars, you guys, and yep. it's up for a best picture nomination at the Academy Awards. No bigs, so yeah, that's kind of exciting. We all knew it was going to happen anyway, but it's nice that an individual with knowledge of the deal told that to the rap. I like it, I like it a lot. I don't think they've come out with the uh Oscar nominations yet, have they? Are you psychic? Well, it says uh, it's going to be up for a best picture, so I just said it's up for a best right. picture because mm-hmm. it will be. It's going to be up for yeah, a best picture. Yeah. It should be, it mm-hmm. certainly should be, yeah. yeah. She can tell the future, you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Are they getting burgers in Milwaukee? They are not. <laughs> Good. Absolutely not. Good to hear. And if they do, no. <laughs> uh, have you guys heard about Hulu ordering a new drama series about the early days of Wu-Tang Clan? <gasps> yeah. I no. Yeah. I didn't no, know. no, Wu-Tang, not Biggie. 
Oh, right. Uh, Hulu has given a 10-episode straight-to-series order to a scripted drama about the rise of the Wu-Tang Clan. Bong, bong. The show Wu-Tang, an American saga, is based on the true story of the group. Here's how they describe it. Set in early 90s New York at the height of the crack cocaine epidemic, the story tracks the clan's formation as a vision of Bobby Diggs, a.k.a. the RZA who strives to unite a dozen young black men that are torn between music and crime. But eventually, they rise to become the unlikely American success story. Bong, bong. I'm in. I'm very much in. Right? Yeah, sounds cool. I don't love that they're like, the story tracks the Klan's formation. Because it just, it's, it, it confuses <laughs> people. Yeah, sure. It yeah. just confuses people. They're taking people. it back. Take it back. Uh, Hulu, congratulations on that. And not sure um, if you guys remember... The Fire Festival mm-hmm. promised attendees that VIP experience in the Bahamas, but they got huts that weren't done, cheese sandwiches, no bathrooms, just a real bad situation. They were uh, underprepared for a crowd. Really underprepared. Well, the founder, Billy McFarland, the 26-year-old that left hundreds stranded in the Bahamas last year, has been sentenced to six years in prison and ordered to forfeit $26 million. Mm, chill. So that's that's not what he wanted. No. But. There was a guy like a couple of months ago who uh, ran a merchandising factory. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy who was put in charge of Fire Festival merchandise. Ooh. And a couple of months ago, he ran a pop-up in New York and just sold all of the merchandise. Just merch- got rid of it yeah, all? Yeah, and it was pretty expensive. It was like $50 <laughs> a shirt, $80. Wow. I was like, man, having a Fire Festival shirt, though. Would be pretty cool. Sold it out. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. That guy's a genius. I would have yeah. run for safety someplace. Well, he said for no. Well, he said he got stiffed. Like oh. the dude. Yeah, he was like, oh, I made oh, all yeah. this merchandise and I got stiffed. Gotcha. So let's sell it in a random store. Gotcha. Yeah, a bunch of the investors testified and they were like, I gave my life's money, everything I saved up for, to invest in this, and this guy screwed me so bad. So. In a Ja Rule music festival, you deserve it, sir. Mm-hmm. But. Blink-182, they were boarding a plane to go, and they're like, wait, this isn't real? Turn it around. Luckily, it was on the runway. I don't know if any of that happened. I don't know even if they were (laughs) at the airport, but... Let's pretend it did. Hey, Fleetwood Mac and Lindsey Buckingham, there that's a chill relationship. Take it to people's court, I say. Good God. Well, it's going to court. Lawsuit filed this week in L.A. County Superior Court says that Lindsey Buckingham was kicked out of the band and that cost him at least $12 million in tour proceeds. Here's the story. He had asked the other members of Fleetwood Mac, hey, can you delay the Fleetwood Mac tour? I've got this solo stuff coming out. And the band was like, no. And then now he's saying, so I agreed. And I was like, all right, then let's go. And then all of a sudden they left without me. Womp, womp. Come on. What? Lindsay. And they they fired him over the phone, apparently. Well, yeah. According to Lindsay Buckingham anyway, right? You've been with a band for 33 years. You would think there would be some sort of conversation, but I have a feeling. At least a text, right? (laughs) Right, a post-it on a window, Mm -hmm. something. Don't you think a lot more is going on oh, yeah. with Lindsey Buckingham and the rest of Fleetwood Mac? I do. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, it's a troubled relationship. And, right. And, and he says that it was, he got a phone call and, and he was told, Stevie Nicks never wants to be on stage with you again as long as she lives. That was the message wow. how he was fired. Hmm. And then he yeah. said, bong, bong. 
Which was a weird response from him. And of course, you know, they're the ones who had the relationship all those years ago that has fueled many of Fleetwood Mac's best songs. The fact that they've been able to work together this long is shocking to me. My favorite thing ever, if you just Google the song Silver Springs Live, seeing them perform this song, and it's all about him having a new relationship, but how he'll never forget her. And she's singing right to him, and he's just playing the guitar back all aggressive right at her. It is the (laughs) most sexual, ridiculous thing you've ever seen, and I dig it. Silver Springs, check it out. Yeah, and she rolls her eyes when he's playing Go Your Own Way about her, too, by the way. Wow. So there's a lot of drama being played out on stage of that band. Well, it looks like the whole band went their own way and Lindsay wasn't invited. Suck it. Hi-oh. You don't mess with, with my Stevie. I've oh, said it for years. You, you guys have, know that. No, I don't. I have that T-shirt. Some birthdays for you. Kirk Cameron. Oh, the best. The, His birthday. Right? Do you know that picture? No. Oh, if you Google Kirk Cameron birthday party, it's from uh-huh. a couple of years ago. It's at a, I guess it's at his place of work now, whatever that is, probably a church. Uh, and uh, it's just him and a couple Subway sandwiches and two people, and he's blowing out candles, and it's the saddest thing you'll ever see. That's oh. it. If you look up, I'm telling you, spend your day two seconds, Kirk Cameron birthday party. It's just him and a couple Subway sandwiches, blowing out candles, mm. two people behind him who look completely disinterested. Were they footlongs at least? Or? Uh, listen, I... With Kirk Cameron, I doubt it. Uh, but let me show you. Go ahead. Oh, keep, I, I'll, right. I'll show you this picture. I'm looking at it, and it is, it's a—it's not much of a party. <laughs> you know how, like, when you work at an office and someone's like, uh, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday, see you in the conference room, and then mm-hmm. no one shows up, it looks like that. Mm. Uh, it's just Kirk Cameron alone. Oh, and who's the sad person around the door? Like, I someone, don't even want to come in. Someone forced to see it. Doesn't even know oh. him. Well, now you managed to make me sad for Kirk Cameron. Oh, don't be. Nope. Well, I'm happy for Hugh Jackman because, good God, he's talented. And it's his birthday and Josh Hutcherson. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock. Hey, uh, you guys. It's uh, fine. Beer Mug was invited. He's Beer Mug came in the studio and he's standing in front of a microphone. Turn turn on his microphone. It's it's time to play Bean Makes His Guess. (laughs) Bean Makes His Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Penis slapped. Penis a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beeman's guess. Yes. I uh specifically requested Omar replace some he of those did, sound No, he, repla- he redid it, and it's all it, new. It sounds exactly the same he to me. He took out com- some stuff that seemed like you didn't like it. Yeah. Billboard magazine is the Bible of the music industry and has been for over 100 years, and they have a very special uh, issue out this week because they are celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Alternative Music Chart. So until 30 years ago, which would be what, 1988, they didn't have a special alternative music chart. But then it started to get so popular, they said, hey, we ought to start uh, ranking these records on their own. Well, they put out a list of the 30, actually it's 40, 40 biggest alternative music acts of all time. So this is right in K-Rock's wheelhouse. We've played every single one of these bands. The most successful on the charts, according to Billboard, alternative music acts of all time. Everybody got it? Yes. Yep. Yes. I think it's going to be an easy one, you guys, because a million bands automatically come to mind because of all the stuff that we play in Kevin as we do. Now, we do, do we have to give artist and song? No, this is just our told alternative artists. artists. Okay. Yeah, the most uh, the most successful on the Billboard charts, alternative artists. All Let's right. say you. Yes, can I, Allie. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What do they quantify or qualify as alternative? Like, would Nickelback be alternative? 
Well, Bean says we've played them all. We've played them all. We've, we've played, played them all. Okay. I, I got the top 40 in front of me, and we played every one of them. Okay. Okay. So I would say no to Nickelback. So, okay. Allie, that's wrong. Okay. Well, no, I thought... <laughs> oh, that, I we just, weren't starting yeah. yet. Okay. okay. I'm going to start with Baja Men. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. <laughs> You know what? Maybe just outside the 41. Oh. It's possible they were 41, but the Who Let the Dogs Out guys didn't make the top. We're trying to at least nail the top 10 in the time that we have for this segment. All right, Allie, you're up next. Uh, obviously, Nirvana. Well, it's funny you should say that. Nirvana, what? what? Because we're talking chart success, and they haven't had, they had one posthumous release since 1995. So they just haven't been around that long. They had a very short run on the charts with wow. a lot of songs in a five-year period. Right. Wow, that was so, shocking. I thought okay. that would be number one easy. Well, again, we're not talking about the greatest or the standard bearers or the yeah. Mount Rushmore. We're talking about chart success. So think about okay. bands that had a longer chart run, perhaps, than, than Nirvana. Beer Mug, you're up. K-Rock has played these guys like once in a while. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, they are number two on there. Oh. Yeah, yeah the Chili Peppers. So, Beer Bug on the board Woo. first. K-Rock's Kevin, you're up next. P.O.D. <laughs> Wouldn't you have been shocked if they had been <laughs> on the list? That would have been great. <laughs> that would have been. I'm sorry. No mm. uh, no P.O.D. Okay. Alan K. Foo Fighters. Number one, of All course. Right. Nice. Foo Fighters. Most successful alternative rock band of the last 30 years. Uh, Mugs, you're up. Gotta go the Weezer. Uh, Weezer is number nine. All right. I mean, think about how many songs they've had. Yeah, I mean, they a thousand. Just, yeah, they just keep them coming. All right, Kevin, you're up next. Um, I'm going to say Hinder. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Come Hinder, on. Hinder, this Hinder, bogus, Hinder. this list is bogus. I know you're trying. All right, Allie. Muse. Muse is number, I'm sorry, number <gasps> 13. How dare you? Number 13 is Muse. Beer mug. The Killers. The Killers is a great guess. I thought they would be higher, too, but they're down at number 34. 34. 34. Now, again, this is not opinion. This is based on chart statistics. Okay. This is how well they've actually done. All right, it's facts. Have, right. So do we have time to go around a couple more times sure. real fast? Sure. All right. Kevin? Plain white mother effing teeth. <laughs> oh, man. I appreciate your, your confidence, but I'm sorry. They, the Hey Delilah kids did not make the list. All right, Allie? Oasis? Oasis is on the list at number 37. This? I... No! Wow. So have we gotten only one and two? Uh, uh, Mugs has gotten two. No, no I'm saying one. number one and two on the oh. list. Yeah, you got yeah. one, all we've one two, and nine. One, two, and oh, nine. Okay. okay. Is all you got. All right, whose turn is it? My turn. Um, Beck. That's a great guess, by the way, but I'm sorry. No, he's number 30. No. Oh, excuse me, 31. I no, have that on my 31. list, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? No. All right, last round, and then I will reveal. Wait, is Allie going or no? I'm confused. Confused. Uh, Kevin's up first. Uh, Kevin's right. up yeah, next. Yeah. Five for fighting. <laughs> uh, at least you try it. Right. Allie, your final guess. Okay, now uh, um, I guess I'm finally getting it, that these are now lo like longest on the chart type mm -hmm. of thing. You're just well, getting this now? <laughs> because I was going with band, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm just getting it. The uh, flying like a cannonball. Da, 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 da. First, first, they sing first. That's, that I mean, was on Cold the charts forever. Cold, Cold War, War kids? kids. Okay, again, that was been a, around. Yeah, for. yeah, that was a huge hit. Cold War kids loves Incubus, is what I was saying. <laughs> Incubus, Incubus. Well, I'm sorry, Cold War kids was the answer we accept. Beer mug, you have the final guess. Stone Temple Pilots. 
That's a good uh, guess. It is uh, number 18 on the list. That's All right, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the top 20 real quick. There are a couple that will surprise you because, well, because they will. <laughs> <laughs> number 20 on the list, by the way, ahead of Nirvana, ahead of Coldplay, ahead of Depeche Mode, ahead of Nine Inch Nails, ahead of The Killers, number 20 is Three Days Grace. What? Okay. That... No, it is not possible. <laughs> number 19 is... Hold on, you're making that up. Number This is Billboard magazine. Number 19 is Stained. Number 18 is Stone Temple Pilots, which I think someone guessed. Number 17 is The Cure. Here's a band I'm surprised you didn't mention, Imagine Dragons. They haven't been around that long, but man, have they had a lot of hits. Cage the Elephant at 15, Blink-182 at 14. Blink-182, how stupid Green are we? Day. Then Muse, then Smashing Pumpkins, then Bush. Number 10, Offspring. Number nine, Weezer. Number eight, Incubus. Allie almost had it. Damn it. Number six and seven, I'm kind of surprised because, Kevin, for the first 20 years we worked here, we played a million songs by Pearl Jam. Oh, sure. And R.E.M. That's ridiculous. Number five, U2. Oh. Oh, oops. (laughs) They've only only had a 60-year career. (laughs) Number four, again, we're talking about the most popular acts, the most successful acts in the Billboard Alternative Music chart. Number four, Linkin Park. Of course. Is Green Day not on? Number three is Green Day. Oh, Should okay. be, yeah. All right. Then the Chili Peppers and then Foo Fighters. And this has been Beat Me Kiss Guess. Beat Me Kiss Guess, yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Dodgers-Brewers tonight, game one of the National League Championship Series. Uh, first pitch, five oh nine. Here's uh, some fun facts about Milwaukee, if you remember the film Wayne's World. Don't do no, it. No, sir. What? No, sir. We're From, sick of your Milwaukee no, facts. Sir. From Wayne's World, though. Don't care. Remember the great Alice Cooper. Don't care. Why are you obsessed with talking about Milwaukee? I believe the Dodgers are playing the Brewers. Right. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about the, the Dodgers. Dodgers. Well, we're going to do that with Let's Matt Let's do Mike. that now. God, Bean. Holy crap. Honestly, he's like the mama mugs of the show. Right? You see what I you see what I go through, Matt? You see, you see, see how white people do? I'll tell you what, Bean, it's interesting because you were about to play that clip from Alice Cooper where yeah. he pronounces Milwaukee, Milwaukee, the beautiful It's so earth. funny. Right. But because there is such tremendous American tradition in Milwaukee, if you use the Menominee language, it is not translated into the beautiful earth. And if you believe this to be a precursor for bad things happen, Oh, are we losing Matt? Is is it a phone connection? Yeah, I think it's the connection. His phone is fine. Let the man talk. Yeah, say less. We got off off on a bad start today because I brought up the free burger promotion in Wisconsin if the Brewers win 12 in a row. I'm sure you've talked about it on Petros and Money, and these guys have been doing nothing but yelling at me ever since. Have you talked about that? We have not, but we have mentioned that they're giving out free Miller Lite today for two hours, which is pretty cool. And B, Bean said, if they won, because of the hamburger thing, it would be, quote, very exciting. For the people in Wisconsin to get free beef. So that's yeah. how the day started. <laughs> so now well, let's now let's talk some Dodgers. How about that? Okay, let's do that. You're ready to talk baseball, Kevin. Look at we me. Are ready. Wow. Yeah, what a uh, weird day. What a world this is. All right, I'm going to confess, Matt Money-Smith, co-host of the Petrus Money Radio Show on AM570, your Dodgers station. I'm going to confess that I have not paid as close attention to the Milwaukee Brewers as I should this year, but I understand that they do something very interesting with their pitching in that they don't really have an ace. They just throw a bunch of pitchers at you every night, and you never know who you're going to get. 
Uh, it sounds kind of like something you would do at a frat house, but the term is bullpenning. Okay. And oh, the idea is that they don't have... <laughs> oh, Judge Kavanaugh job. was all about that. Exactly right. <laughs> mm. Hey, man, we're just going to keep bringing in, but instead of, you know, what, they just bring in arms. It's like one arm after another. Here they come at you fast and furious. Yeah, they don't have a Clayton Kershaw. They don't have an ace, so... Their idea is we're going to bring this guy out to start a game, and he may be out there for an inning. He may be out there for two, but because we feel like we've got seven or eight guys that can go back-to-back days or, in the case of the NLCS, five games in six days, uh, that's probably the more efficient way to does, try to win a game. Does that give the edge to either team? They're, they have the best bullpen in baseball, so yeah. I think it's more out of necessity um, and just based on what their roster looks like than something they would prefer to do. Now, does it give them an edge? Well, you know, because now it's turned into such a specialist game um, and these games take forever because there's a pitcher coming in in the middle of every inning, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't allow, you know, most of these guys in baseball now can't hit both lefties and righties. So if and the Dodgers do a ton of platooning, which is, you know, they'll play a certain set of guys against right-handers, a certain set against left-handers, and now you can't do that because you may start a guy who's really good against lefties because that's who's starting the game tonight, Gio Gonzalez, a lefty, and he'll be gone the next inning. And by the time the guy comes up the second time, and rosters just aren't that deep where you can keep swapping guys out. So, okay, this guy hits righties well, this guy hits lefties well. You're just, you end up getting stuck. Um, but typically what happens is guys in the bullpen are there for a reason. There's a reason why they're not pitching six or seven innings every game and not making all that money because they're not good enough to go right. through a lineup multiple times. So, But they even, in the, in the last series, did, did I hear correctly, didn't the Brewers pull out a pitcher who was throwing a no-hitter in the fifth inning? They pulled him. Yeah. They pulled him because, and again, here is where... You can't wait around, you guys. you got to make moves. <laughs> you guys ought to embrace Bean and his dorkiness because Please. it has taken over baseball. The, the nerds have won. The geeks have won. <laughs> they, uh, they say that you can't face a lineup a third time through, that that's when a hit. Even no matter how dominant you are, the third time through a lineup, the hitters are going to get you because they've seen you too many times and they know what's coming. I think I would be more comfortable with a Clayton Kershaw going eight innings like he did the other day against the Braves. You know, that makes me feel better. Yeah, I think most it's it look, it's weird. Kind of it really is kind of weird having seen so many games. We're out of Dodger Stadium so often and we watch so many games that it's odd what's happened to baseball that you don't have the Kershaws and the Max Scherzers and the Justin Verlanders as much as you used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to know these bullpen guys a lot more than you ever would. Before it was like, yeah, whatever. Here come the here comes the crap for a couple innings till we right. get to our closer. Hopefully scrubs, we can right. put a Band-Aid on this, but that's just not the case anymore. All right, let's talk offense for a second because the Dodgers are a home run team. By the way, did they hit more home runs than any other club this year, Matt? Far and away. Okay. Are the Brewers up there in that category as well? Brewers have a couple local guys, actually, um, that grew up here, that went to high school here. Yeah, and one Wesley of them, Kahn, Christian right? Yelich, uh, very well could be could have won the Triple Crown. He'll end up being your, your MVP. He's really good. I think Christian went to Westlake. Ryan Braun went to, I want to say, Granada Hills. And uh, they had somebody else who went to Chatsworth. So a bunch of California kids that are really, really good hitters. That Westlake right high, churning out. Big leaguers, right? Stay on target. Mike Lieberthal <laughs> What's and happening? this guy. Exactly right. It's exactly right, What's Allie. happening? Thank you, Matt Money Smith. Thank you. Let's celebrate the kids. 805 to the dog. What's happening? I can't get you guys to focus on the goddamn Dodgers. <laughs> We're talking. In a, in a break, we're yeah, supposed to talk about the Mike Dodgers. Mike played for the Dodgers at he the end of his career. He didn't ask you what school they all went to, Money. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. There I'm might just be saying. some people here in Southern California listening, and if they are, Ryan Braun's a goddamn cheat. I'm out. All right, you hear me? He's holding Matt Kemp's MVP from a few years ago, and he accused a poor Italian man of anti-Semitic behavior Kevin, and taking Kevin, his urine. Kevin uh, just Kevin left the room. That guy. Kevin, Kevin left. left. Kevin actually left. He, he feels gone. like he feels he's, like we are not on target. He's here. too frustrated. I apologize. By the way, is this true, Matt? That the the Brewers are okay. owned by a Southern California resident as well. I don't care. I'm yeah. not a That's, that's my tippy point, Bean. We've now right. hit it. Honestly. The ownership, we've now hit it. Okay. Uh, All right. So, the, game the one. Look, the Dodgers lineup is better. It is potent. It is terrifying for opposing pitchers. Yes. It never relents. So, if you're looking for that whole, hey, what's what's your prediction? How many games and who wins? The Dodgers should. The Dodgers are a better team. Well, the uh, experts you know, are. Uh, most of the experts, all of the experts that I've seen are calling the Dodgers, many in five. So, I feel pretty good going into this series. But... What do they say? Every sports cliche is is somehow true. That's why they play the games, right? Yes, the games exactly. are not played on paper. And remember, if you are, we'll be out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Come see us. Give us a high five. Buy us a beer in left field just on top of the Dodgers bullpen. We'll be broadcasting live. And if it does go to a game five, get the old Kevin and Bean virus in you. Just call the office and say stomach problems because that's a 2 o'clock start. Okay, that's great advice. Game one is going to be heard on AM570 this afternoon. Starting at 5.09. Go Dodgers. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Miliwake. No, <laughs> Doyers, Doyers, Doyers. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. We have a giveaway, and I'm going to let my man Bean tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you handled it in five, Kevin. <laughs> uh, today, Friday, October Day. the... Yay. October the 12th is the release of the long-anticipated new Call of Duty game, Black Ops 4, by the way, which uh, you can play multiplayer. It's got a zombies mode. It's got a blackout mode. People are raving about this, and it's going to be your choice of PS4 or Xbox One. The game that we uh, have come up with for this one that you're on the phone ready to play is called Celebrity Valor. Are you pieces of ready to win Call of Duty Black Ops 4? Sound off like you got a pair. All you have to do is identify which celebrity was in the military. Are we clear on that? I said, are we clear on that? If you get the answer right, you'll hear this. If you get it wrong, you hear this. It's time for Celebrity Valor. Get some. Get some. Uh, awfully aggressive for just a game giveaway. All right. Jensen is hosting this time around. Callers are ready to go. Explain again briefly what we're looking for. Very here. easy. I'm going to say a celebrity name. You tell me if at any point in their careers or their lives they served in the in the military at all, in armed forces. We and, tried this yesterday, and we were 50-50 at best. Yeah, yeah it's like, tough. Tough to guess. Very easy examples for you. Elvis did. We know he was in the service. Uh, Stephen Hawking did not. Okay. Okay. All right. That's just easy examples. The first one. You ready, or are we, we take Shall we? Start? Yeah, yeah we right. uh, talk to our caller first. No, no, then... no need. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just guess if they would have got it right or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason in La Puente, hi. Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. Most of us. <laughs> All right, Jensen is going to run a name by you. You tell us to say if they served in the military. This is, this is a good one. Uh, did Shaggy at all in his career join the armed forces? Uh, uh No. Oh, you're wrong. Oh, you're wrong. Shaggy oh. did. He was in the U.S. Marine Corps in what? 1988 and served in the Persian Gulf War. Yeah. It what? Was, it was, was him. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so Jason is dead then, right? Correct. Yeah, he's okay, sorry, that's very sad. He didn't win the game, and he's dead. All right. Uh, Gio in uh, Tahunga. Hi. Hey, 
Hi. Hey, Gio. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, WWE superstar John Cena, was he in the armed forces at any point? No. He was not. <laughs> he was not small. A, no, yes. Small shot there. He was not. He did play the Marine, though, in a movie, which is pretty close. Yeah. yeah. That is very confusing that I think of him as a Marine, plus he's got the haircut, but he didn't serve. Okay. Well, right. Not anymore. You, you won. seen his hair lately? Congrats, Gio. Thank you. Hold on, please. All right. Hey, go ahead and turn your radios down, folks, when you get before you get on the air, too. That'll help a lot. Francisco in Fontana. Hi. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Hey, Francisco. Uh, did Golden Girl B. Arthur... Was she ever in the armed forces? No. She was in the armed forces. Yeah, it's actually kind of amazing. She was amongst the first women ever to be uh, an active duty U.S. Marine. She served for for 30 months and denied ever serving. She never wanted the individual praise. And after she passed away, it was exposed. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. I bet she would have been a badass Marine, too. Yeah, she was a truck driver. All right, Francisco is dead. Who's next? Uh, next up is Brett in Huntington Beach. Good morning, Brett. Happy Friday, people. No, thank you. No, sir. No, thank you. No, sir. No, Brett, Brett, congratulations. You've just no, won sir. Black Ops. Brett, I'm rooting for you on this one. Uh, Sinbad, was he in the armed forces? Uh, no. Wrong. He was. He was a U.S. Air Force boom operator and was dismissed with a dishonorable charge for various misbehaviors, including going AWOL. Oh. No kidding. Wow. And he never played a genie in a movie. Wow. <laughs> no any All of right. that. This is, uh, they're about as good at this as we were yesterday trying to play off the air, by the way. We've only given away one Black Ops so far. Jeez. Uh, let's go to Yeltsin in Moreno Valley. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hey, Yeltsin. How about Kiefer Sutherland? Was he in the armed forces? Uh, I'm going to say no. He was not, but he wasn't oh. in Few Good Men, and he once ran full speed into a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, you win. All right, that's, uh, that's two. two. Again, if you're just joining us, we're playing for the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Your choice of PS4 or Xbox One in stores everywhere today. The game is called Celebrity Valor. Who's up next? Joe in Canoga Park. Hi. Morning. All right, here's someone uh, who hasn't been in the news lately. Uh, Bill Cosby. Was he in the armed forces? Yes, he was. He was. Wow. He was a Marine during the Korean War in the medical department. What an honorable man. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, knew, though. Joe didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah wow. he knew. He knew. All right, that's three. All right, well done. Let's go to uh, Nick in San Juan Capistrano. Hi. Good morning, guys. How are you? Hello. Hey, Nick. How about Tom Selleck? Was he in the armed forces? Yes. He was. He got a draft notice, and then he joined the California National Guard and served from 1967 to 1973. Look at that. Wow. They're coming on strong now. They are. He's got three in a row. All right, let's go to uh, Nico. Nico, you ready to get some? What's up, party people? All right, here we go. Here's Jensen. J.K. Simmons, was he in the armed forces? No. He was not, but he looks like it. He sure does look like it. How about that? Congratulations, you guys. You have all just won your choice of PS4 or Xbox One. The brand new Call of Duty is out today called Black Ops 4. This has been Celebrity Valor. Thanks for playing Celebrity Valor! Get some! Kevin and Bean on K-Rock K-R-O-Q. Looking forward to our new feature, Don't Touch Kids, because I think this is oh. something... This is something that I think is going to catch on. Mm-hmm. I think we we spread the word. We make this our cause. Don't touch kids. Yeah. I, I, this is for you, Catholic Church. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs>
This uh, came up unexpectedly on the program, right, yesterday, Yeah, yesterday I was doing a story on what's happening because I was like, this is ridiculous. It's all about people that are buying signs, and Etsy now, the website Etsy, is selling signs that you can put on either your carriage or maybe you've got a um, cart at the grocery store that says, please don't touch, please look, don't touch, stop, no touching, your germs are too big for me, and you place it right by your child. And I was like, who's just walking around all willy-nilly touching kids that don't belong to them? Now, I, uh, you sure those signs aren't being made for the zoo? Like, no, that makes these... more sense. You don't put your head in the, in the lion pen. These are for children. And I thought, this is just insane. This is not a thing. Until my email lit up, my Twitter lit up. Halfway through talking about it. Um, people were like, uh, yeah, it happens. Uh, PJ Bovie said, it's absolutely bonkers how many people touch or try to touch my 13-month-old. They just assume it's okay because babies are babies. It's incredibly awkward to tell them to stop or say no. You don't just grab a random person's dog. Why a baby? And then another person, Johnny Rodriguez, says, My daughter's super cute and really chunky, so we constantly have random people obsessing with her and her roles and always asking if it's okay. What? What? People are insane. Like uh, who's... Who walks up to a baby of somebody that you've never met? And just touches. That's insane. I, Insanity. I, apparently, it's happening a lot to a lot of people. So those signs literally are needed. They, they are needed. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was just like a one-off trying to be funny thing. Right. I can't imagine doing that. Right. No. I can't. I mean, that's... Uh, people are pretty invested in their little bundles of joy. Mm-hmm. And they want to kind of be in control of what their faces come in contact with. And they can, they do get sick rather easily. And they can fight off certain things. Yeah. Just random stranger coming up and touching your baby. It's like the people that want to touch pregnant women's bellies. What is wrong with you people? Even like best friends should be like, can I touch your belly? And then if they say yes, touch the belly. But a stranger? Mm. I think if they say yes, still don't touch the belly. (laughs) Okay, that's probably good. (laughs) Respect a little personal space, even if it's an infant. So we want to take your calls. If you've been involved in this situation, by the way, on either side of the transaction, if you have... uh, You were a baby. Let's say you were a baby and you were in a No, no. I'm saying if you made the mistake of going up and touching somebody's baby and you got slugged, I want to hear from you. And I also want to hear, in particular, from the parents who have had to deal with this because we were stunned how often it happens. Listen to this. This is from uh, Wendy, who texted us from Denver. When my son was three weeks old, we took him to a restaurant. By the way, keep him home. Yeah, that's a bad move right there. (laughs) The waitress kept rubbing her hands on his face like she was drying them on a towel. I I wanted to stab her hand with my fork. My husband asked her to not do this, and she started fighting with him. What? Oh, my God. She said her hands weren't dirty because she had cleaned something with bleach earlier. Okay. All right. right. She caused such a scene that we left in the middle of dinner. People are awful. Signs are actually needed for the idiots with no manners or common sense. Wendy seems up uptight that she doesn't want a stranger coming up and rubbing bleach in her kid's face. Crazy. (laughs) So 1-800-520-1067. Has somebody come up and started touching your baby? They did not know the motto of the Kevin Abitra, which is don't touch kids, right? Right. That is the new motto, yeah. Yeah. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's take one phone call. Let's make it Patrick in Encino. Good morning, Patrick. Hey, good morning, you guys. This is a this is a real legit topic. Really? Okay. Because 
if if you're a parent, you know exactly what you guys are talking about. I mean, when they're, when your baby is super small, if people touch them and they get sick, they have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And people don't get that they just can't touch your baby. Well, here's our thing. How, Josh- ma- how many people would you estimate come up and touch your baby? Because we were surprised by, that this even is a problem. Is if a- you went to the market, if you went to the market and you're holding your baby, guaranteed someone's going to touch your baby. Wow. So, like, every oh. time you're out with an infant, somebody's going to come up and just touch it without yeah. asking. Yeah, if you end up in a line somewhere or something. Wow. So they always want to touch your baby. So, you, you my need friend Josh to, you, was... Uh, you need to carry around a taser. Well, my friend Josh was doing uh, iron-ons, and he was doing little things for his friends, for um, for the kids, for showers and stuff. Anyways, I had to make me a, a, a onesie that said, don't touch me, please. Awesome. And, uh, for you or for the baby? Uh, for, yeah, exactly, for both of us. But... Uh, but no one, we'd go out and in a public place, we'd put the onesie on my child so people wow. just wouldn't touch him. Really? That's it worked? Nuts. It worked? Um, you know, it would get a laugh out of some people, but some people would get the uh, the point. That, that I think is... some people maybe were offended, but I don't care. Yeah, right. No, it only make me want to touch the baby, touch baby more, baby. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you're daring me to not touch that baby? I'm going to touch that baby! <laughs> yeah, that is... if, you're a parent, if you're a parent, you know exactly what you guys are talking about. Yeah. That is uh, super smart that you were proactive on that, and I guess that's why Allie announced yesterday that they're they're selling those in the Etsy store, because other people, you know, other people want them too. We appreciate the call. Right? It's a, uh, it's an epidemic, by the way. These people coming up to random strangers on the street or in the supermarket or wherever and just manhandling their infants. What the heck is going on? I was shocked when I got all the tweets after I did the story thinking, there's no way people are buying signs that say, don't touch my baby. Ali said that first, and then 10 yeah. minutes later she said, you guys will never believe. And then 20 <laughs> minutes later she said, you guys will never believe. The amount of tweets were insane, but I just got this one from Misfit Mom. A waitress stuck her finger in our baby son's mouth and squealed, I love baby gums. Oh. We were young parents, <laughs> but still horrified. I kept thinking about how dirty money is and waitresses deal with a lot of cash. Not just that, it's a stranger sticking her finger in your baby son's wow. mouth. But she loves baby gums. What a freak. Yeah. Not, yeah, a, that... not a bad catchphrase, though. Right? I love baby gums. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Let's try uh, Susie Simi Valley line eight here on the Kevin Bean Show. She is not the baby toucher, but she has one in her family. Let's find out how she's dealing with it. Susie, welcome to the show. Hi. My mother is a baby toucher. Oh, no. <laughs> she will go up to random people in the grocery store, and she will walk up and go, oh, my gosh, babies. Like she's never seen one before, and she will touch them. Oh, man. And I tell her, I tell her Mom, don't touch that random stranger baby. And she's, oh, I just made cookies. It's just fine. What does that even mean? That's, that's what I'm trying to have my baby avoid, people who are handing out cookies. <laughs> and, and, and what's, what's the reaction she gets from the people? You say she's done this multiple times. How, how do people respond to her? Well, they look at her kind of strangely, and then I go, okay, Mom, come on. It was only received well once um, on an airplane. There was this single guy. He's got the diaper bag, single dad. He's walking down the aisle. And my mom's sitting there, and you should have seen her eyes light up. Oh, no. And this guy, this guy who's totally stressed out about going on a on an airplane with his, his child. And my mom's like, oh! <laughs> she held that baby the entire flight. Oh! <laughs> wow. Did she ask permission? Yeah. 
He was 20 rows know. back. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> Looking for his baby the whole flight. It's fine. Right. I just made cookies. <laughs> All right, Susie. Uh, give your mom our best and tell her to don't touch kids. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to line six. This is Brian. He's in Ladera Ranch. This is a crazy story as well. Brian, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Hello. Hello, Brian. I think everything's right. He's going once. I going think... twice? Yeah, he's not there. Oh. And Lynn in Fullerton on line one. She's up next on the Kevin Abicho. Lynn, are you there? I am here. Beautiful. All right. What's going on? You got a, you got so a little I, boy? I, well, he's 14 now, but at the time, he was only about three months. And I was at the Orange County Fair with my husband and our older son, our first son. And he had, he had like, flaming orange hair. And for some reason, everyone was attracted to it. He was three months old. I had him in a little carrier, and I had strangers at the Orange County Fair come up to me, me, Batty. Oh, she's cutting in and out now. Yeah, we're losing her. I mean, all I her. need to know is that they were at the Orange County Fair and people were touching her. Right. Which means they touched goats, they touched funnel yeah. cake. I don't, I don't get <laughs> yeah, near my kid. I don't like any of that. <laughs> Oh. Little kid was so cute with his red hair, you yeah. guys. No. You can admire from afar, right? Yeah. All right. Let's go to, thank you, Lynn. I'm sorry your phone cut out. Let's go to a similar story on line five. This is going to be John in Irvine. He's running into this all the time, too. John, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Thank uh, you. My daughter, my daughter was born in um, Central Africa, so she doesn't look like me nor uh, more than 1% of the entire population of Orange County. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people people come up to her all the time and uh, just grab her hair and just, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, amazing. Mm-hmm. And and there's one rule, guys. Don't touch a black woman's hair. Amen, John. <laughs> Amen. You can never be too Period. young to know that. Oh. Right. Do not do that. It yeah. takes... Six, six to nine hours to get her hair done. Do not touch a black woman's hair. Wow. Yes, that is very good advice. It's. I had no idea that black people were so scarce down in Irvine. So it's like a oh, curiosity. It's Orange County, for God's sake. It's, it's, it's a curiosity. Like, people line up around the block just to touch your baby, I bet. A thousand kids at my kid's school, and she's one of three. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, congr- <laughs> congratulations on your daughter. Thank you, John. We appreciate you calling. Um, all right. Let's go to uh, Albert, line three. He's in Hacienda Heights. He has a, a different situation. It's twice as bad for him. Hey, Albert. Hey, guys. Yeah, so I have identical twins. Um, they were born on Valentine's Day as a kicker, and... A specific, uh, well, the Asian community seems to be amazed by this. They take pictures of them when we're not looking. They get near them. They're just fascinated by them. And we don't understand what the big deal is. It's just babies. So, I mean, we're constantly, we have to give ourselves 45 minutes for Q&A every time we go to the market. Because they want to know their life story. And people, they try to grab them. They try to tickle them. They try to do... And it's like, no, leave my freaking kids alone. <laughs> what the hell is your problem? What the hell is the problem is right. Stop yeah. having such cute they, twins, Albert. Yeah, that's on you, I mean, Albert. Come on. But yeah, Albert, but, have some ugly kids, people. It'll help. That's what we're Albert, saying. it is true, though, that when you hurt one of them, the other one feels it, right? I think so because, oh. well, I am a bad parent and I do, you know, hurt them. And, you mm. know, they do cry, but, you know, whatever. Same it is what it is. Same with the people touch them. Same thing. Yeah. Touching yeah. them both. Stop yeah, it. it. Now, my kids are scared to uh, go around strangers. Before, they used to be very welcoming and stuff, but now they don't want to be away from us because they're just scared. People do scared little kids. Mm. Yeah. And they're, they're, only, they're about, you know, 18 months now, and they're freaked out by people because people just go. And they're aggressive about it at times, too. They don't understand that. You can't just 
touch people's babies. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that you wouldn't be able to say one thing and have them just back away as fast as possible. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh no. I've, got, I've gotten people's, I've grabbed people's wrists. and like, no, don't be touching my baby. I've almost gotten in, in, in altercations because of it, because it, it gets upsetting. It's like, what, what makes you think you have a right to touch someone else's baby? And wow. coming from a person that never wanted to hold a, a newborn because I'm scared that, you know, my germs is going to, their, their immune system is, is weak and stuff. I've never wanted to touch babies. So when they just come up and think, hey, it's okay, I could just go ahead and, you know, tickle yeah. your baby, grab them, do whatever. It's, no, it doesn't it's work a, that way. Get the hell away. It's a disconnect for sure. Well, those people have not heard the new motto of the Kevin and Bean Show, which is, don't, don't touch, touch kids. kids. The Kevin and Bean Show, world-famous K-Rock. Allie is here with one of our favorite What's Happenings of the Week. Yes, on Friday around this time, we do the same thing. We like to highlight our That's My Jam playlist. If you go to at Kevin and Bean on Twitter or Facebook, you can find our playlist. Just click follow on there, and you're going to get new songs that people from the Kevin and Bean Show have been digging. Might be something brand new. Might be something that they just stumbled across and forgot how much they loved it. But it just kind of shows all of our differences, what we tend to like that maybe we don't play on here here on K-Rock. Maybe we do play it. But it's just a great playlist. I think it's over three and a half hours now. So there's a ton of music on there for you. And we each get to pick a song every week. Let's start with Kevin. Mine is one that we will definitely play. It's Weezer mm-hmm. with Pete Wentz. Mm-hmm. It was released yesterday. Everybody knows Black Album next year. They're going to mm-hmm. tour with the Pixies. But they... they um, they released yesterday morning, Can't Knock the Hustle. Now you can criticize me for anything. I ain't like them other boys. Higher education is the key to escape. But I never mean to roll a joint. Can't knock the hustle. Pretty funky for yeah. them. I believe Consequence of Sound called it a funky detour for (laughs) Weezer, and I love that. Excellent pick. Bean, what about you? By the way, that is also good advice, along with Don't Touch Kids, which is can't knock the hustle, right? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, A singer you may have heard of before, her name is Sigrid. She is from Norway, young woman, very talented. Uh, She had a song last year that got a lot of buzz called Don't Kill My Vibe, if you ever heard that. Well, she's back with a new song and a new album. This is Norwegian, Norwegian singer Sigrid. Her song is called Sucker Bunch. It hit me like a sucker punch Just wanna look and I'm out of touch I'm freaking out cause I'm scared This might end up high But I still come back for that sucker punch Just wanna look and I'm out of touch I'm freaking out cause I'm scared This might end up high But I still come back for that sucker punch Sucker punch Even though Bean only listens to music from Norway That's great <laughs> It's true. You do love Norway. <laughs> I do. I, I'm a fan of hers, and I'm really, really excited about this new record. Yeah, that's really fun. Jensen, I believe yeah. this is the band that you brought us last week, right? I, I'm doubling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the St. Louis Quartet Foxing. They were my get-up on this pick last week, but mm-hmm. I, I can't stop listening to it. Really? Still in my mix. And I also think this should be on K-Rock, so mm-hmm. I'm playing it again. This is a, a song called Heartbeats off their new album, uh, Near My God. Do you 
Jensen just starts and he's making demands about music on K-Rock now. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm well, telling you, it's sad and you can dance to it. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I like it. I Gosh. was thinking that when Jensen has been here a little longer, he'll realize how little K-Rock cares <laughs> what we want them to play. <laughs> well, I, the good news is I've been asking for Weezer Africa every day and I mm-hmm. get it. So, oh, yes. Sure do. Good Absolutely. Enough. And that's why we do this playlist because we all have such varied taste. It's good to hear what everybody on the Kevin and Bean Show is into. Now, if you're a K-Rock listener, you absolutely know this band. I make I make no secret of my love for all things 80s. It's true. I loved 80s music mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. And when I hear that Echo and the Bunnymen have returned with a new album called The Stars, The Oceans, and The Moon with reimagined versions of classic tracks, The Cutter, Lips Like Sugar, Bring On the Dancing Horses, and then two brand new songs, I was in. And then I heard a piano-led version of the iconic 1984 song, The Killing Moon, and my emo 80s heart (laughs) exploded. So here is their reimagining of The Killing Moon. Fate up against your will Through the thick and thin you wait until you give yourself to him. Oh, Allie, it's okay. Just, it's all right, Allie. By the way, uh, 30 years later, Ian McCullough can still really sing. Good God, he can. All of the new versions of the songs are phenomenal. By the way, he once described The Killing Moon as, quote, the greatest song ever written. <laughs> not, not that he's ever written, I but love that. greatest song ever written, which I dig about him because, I mean, it's a great song, but Ian, <laughs> calm your tears. But, but he said yeah. that before Bad Barbie came onto the scene, right? Or that cow song. Oh, sure. right. We, yeah. don't, we don't talk about her anymore. Well, Remember? She's got some problems. Oh, well, still greatest song ever written. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so that or is Baby our- Shark. I mean, that's in there. Oh, it's why in the would you do it? It's in the it. mix. I'm just saying we're talking all right. about the greatest songs of all if time. If you're going to put earworms in, I'm going to say 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS just to mess you up. <laughs> well, huh? let's let's not pretend we're two eyes, guys. The greatest. Two eyeballs? Two eyeballs. Oh, yeah. two eyeballs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a different song called Two Eyes. You remixed it. <laughs> I, I'll be debuting that next Remix. week. Remix. Yeah. So just follow along at Kevin and Bean on Twitter or Facebook. We have posted the That's My Jam playlist. It's real good, you guys. Some birthdays for you. Kirk Cameron, Hugh Jackman, Josh Hutcherson, and that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. We have a uh, change in schedule here. We're going to do something else here, but Kevin, you were just talking about your pick for the Kevin and Bean uh, playlist yes. for this week, which is the new Weezer song. just yes. came out yesterday called Can't Knock the Hustle. Let me hear a little a bit of that, please. Now you can Uh, oh, this trend man. of replaying my clips. Fantastic. <laughs> well, the, re- the reason we're doing oh. it is because that is uh, coming from the Weezer Black album, which is due out in 2019. The star of that video, Can't Knock the Hustle, happens to be on the phone right now. He plays the cab driver in the clip, and he is Pete Wentz, who joins us on k right man. now. Hey, Pete, how are you? Good, I was, you know. 
I, I was so star. sad we gotta, to we gotta put that in quotes. We gotta put star in quotes there. <laughs> well, you, I mean, there's three people in the video, and you're the one with the most screen time. So I, I say we give yeah, it to you. Sure, sure, sure. That's you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. You know? I, I was just so sad to, to see that you're uh, you're you know driving an Uber now in your spare time. You know, it's just kind of tough. You I, know. Uh, an, an Uber, an Uber X, man. Right. Let's, get <laughs> Let's it not right, undersell Pete. it. <laughs> so how how did this happen, Pete? I mean, obviously you and the guys have known each other for a long time, but how did it come together? I, I think that like uh, people mistake that Rivers has like a a wicked sense of humor or like a wicked awareness of the world. You know, what I mean, like a guy who like kind of like in some ways predated like meme culture or internet meme culture you know like and uh i think this was all kind of like his little wicked scheme you know that is really funny and really bizarre and he's like yeah and you end up freaking out and then you like push this like fake drink ad that we got so i'm like okay sure this is great <laughs> yeah, what, what is pineapple man uh, man i think what it actually was was uh like some kind of lipton's uh, tea of some kind, but it was, yeah, it was pretty disgusting at Venice at like 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you have these crazy river stories? I mean, from working with him, like we always hear things like he won't leave his house for six days and then he walks into a liquor store and pie, like throws a beer against the wall. <laughs> like, do you have any of those stories from working with him? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if they're like crazy. Like, it's like one of those ones where like me and Travis from Blink-182 and Rivers all were Taylor Swift's band in this, like, uh... Is this know, Mad some, like, Lips? Commercial. <laughs> no, 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 in a, in a commercial, like a guitar... Oh. Like, I, I can't remember what it was. Like, uh, it, it, it was some, like, video game commercial. Okay. And, like, you just hear, like, Rivers tell stories, you know, and they were... But, but they were interesting. Like, you know, like, it was just, like, he was, like, knitting a blanket, you know, whatever, and and... and Someone on the crew was like, "That's what is that?" And he's like, "It's a blanket." And they were like, "Oh, it's a really small blanket." And he's like, "Oh, it's for a child." And you're like, "Well, no one talks like that. That's so weird." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's not really that. Like, I think if you like break it all down, it's not really that weird. It's not like a guy trying to be weird. It's just a a person that's interesting. And I think that's what makes his lyrics interesting and what makes has made the band's career so interesting and and vital. You know, is that he's just like got a, a slightly a skew perspective. I, right. Listen, I love Rivers for that reason because a lot of people try to act, you know, kind of cool or weird or different, but he sort of really is the genuine thing, but he's mm -hmm. also fantastic. Yeah, it's like a clock that's just set like slightly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're talking to Pete Wentz here on the Kevin Abid Show. He is the cab driver in the video for the new uh, Weezer song called Can't Knock, excuse me, the Uber driver, Can't Knock the Hustle. And it's a great song and it's a great video. So we see something like this that plays out in four minutes. How long did it take you? How much driving around did you actually have to do to shoot this video, Pete? I mean, listen, guys. You won't want to miss when we put out the the Criterion uh, version of this video. It's, Can't wait. It's, it's you know it's it's wild. We went deep, you know, method on this thing. Uh, <laughs> You've been driving a Uber uh, Black for six months. He's driving right now. Did it's you hear the kid? Those, it's one of those ones where they're like, where you're driving, you're on the back, like you're on the back of a flatbed truck driving, you know, for like four hours to get this footage and you're like I'm certain you got my best performance <laughs> I got like, nothing better for you just one more for safety one more for safety it's like 3am and you're like uh, okay cool you need like 
bad Wendy's. You know, like it's like, yeah, yeah. There, there was, there's a lot of extra footage around. Oh, yeah. I remember Pete Wentz's uh, episode arc on One Tree Hill. So I think we're underselling his acting skills. Mm. so pete you've got a couple in the back seat in this video that are making out like crazy and then something goes wrong and somebody gets stabbed and everybody's screaming and i mean you have i mean you got feet you got feet basically in the front seat with you while you're trying to drive i mean it looked pretty tight in there yeah and the thing i think i think you don't really see in you can't see in the video is um well, you obviously can't see the video, but the 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 girlfriend or the the woman in the video is French, and she has a crazy, like, thick French accent. Mm-hmm. And somehow it makes the arguing and the like berating like I'm like, wow, this is amazing, you know? Like I'm <laughs> like, oh god, like yell at him some more. <laughs> you know, like, this is kind of sexy. It's a weird art. Yeah, <laughs> something kind of amazing about it. Wow. It's a very cool video. We do have it up at krock.com. Again, the song is called Can't Knock the Hustle, and it's an awesome, funky song. And uh, and Pete, you've heard that uh, your good friend uh, Jensen Carp now is here with us on the Kevin and Bean Show, right? I have. I love Jensen, and uh, I, I, I was a fan of the demo, you know what I mean? Like, very early on. So uh, I'm glad to see you. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Pete was one of the, the first guests. He, he was. He was one of the first guests on my podcast. So that technically is the demo tape. <laughs> well, exactly. you know, uh, we love having you uh, you on anytime, uh, Pete. So we appreciate you dialing in today, and you know, come back and see us soon. All right. Good luck with everything. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Great one. Bye. Appreciate it. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. I'm on a. You gently They formed a band They named Tunisia And then they got to Thinking destiny Rocking And freaking rolling And freaking rocking The government Totally sucks Your mother trucker The government Totally sucks I am the I make the rock go It's the rise of the penis Metal Allie, you, uh, I mean, seriously, uh, first of the all, the, guy, the guy's dancing to, to the intro is awesome. There's nothing better. Uh, There's yeah. nothing better. And uh, second of all, Allie, you've been begging for the D. You can't wait for the D. I don't stop talking about the D. And the D is here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Jack Glass, yep. Kyle Gass, triumphant yeah. return on yeah. K-Rock. How are you, boys? Uh, that's uh, that's the best way to wake up. Yes. To your own glorious yes. package. <laughs> of, uh, Still the best snippets of our best How do you guys hits. Do it? Sometimes it surprises you as well. Uh, uh, we're good. How are you? Good. Good. You have been uh, very busy making the rounds about the uh, post-apocalypto, which we cannot wait to talk about. Yeah. You, have been, you have been everywhere. We have seen way too much of Kyle's body and how to draw a video. You love it, though. Uh, you, you make it viral, though. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and you did the uh, you did the Hot Wings Challenge, too, which I was fascinated yeah. by. You've no, For people who don't know what that is, tell folks what that is. It's a it's talk show where uh, the the host and the guest eat hot wings that start at very mild and get progressively spicier until you get to the bomb, which is <laughs> it's one through ten, which is uh, only on number the, eight by the way on the heat meter. Okay, <laughs> but number eight is the hottest one, and it's brutal. 
And uh, weirdly, it it got kind of like uh, intimate. He like he dug deep with some good questions. Well, that's their too. hook. Let's see, yeah. they got you off balance. With yeah, the no, it was a great it was a great interview. But you know, you guys don't have to keep going. You can stop at any time. And we you can? both you both ran the table and went all the way to the end and ate the hottest wings in the world. We heard that like Weird Al Yankovic went the whole way or whatever. It just became, it, it becomes competitive when you find out who, what celebrities mm. made it all the way through 10. You don't want to be you don't want to be a loser where they go, no. oh, Jack Black no. was in here. He didn't do anything. And you also don't want to be one of the nibblers because if you if you uh, get a reputation yeah. for going in there and just taking a tiny little bite of a wang right. and count that as I ate that wing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, I, that's not how we roll. You're a purist. We eat the whole damn wing. Right. <laughs> I've never seen two people more miserable during an interview, though. I mean, oh it was, I really thought you were going to have to be taken to the hospital. I really thought you were going to pass out or something. We did, too. There's actually. probably been a case of someone dying from too spicy a wang. Well, like you said, if you get the spice on the wrong part of your body... Oh my God! Bad things can happen. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to be careful. You got to definitely wash up, wash up good before you touch any part of your body gotcha. after that show. Yeah. No, like your wang. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You want to talk about hot wang? <laughs> so the reason I, the reason you've been everywhere is because of Post Apocalypto, which is your new web series available on YouTube. Yeah. How is it legally oh. allowed on YouTube? And not even you, two. Let's not, just start with that. And not even YouTube Red, right? No. How did they? How did you get this? This is straight up animated pornography. How is whoa, it available whoa, whoa. on the internet? Well, whoa, that would whoa, be whoa. the case if there were no artistry. It's called I've, art. <laughs> it's called art. It. Well, yeah, I don't know what you call it, but I wouldn't call it pornography. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, it's actually some of our sweetest stuff we've ever done. There's, Is it? There's, yes, there's always an emotional core to the... It's, uh, it's tender. To the sexualization of yeah. the D. But, uh, uh, yeah, the, the answer is we tried to go with uh, Netflix and HBO and all of the rest, the Amazons, and, and uh, they for whatever reason, I think it's because we're ahead of our time. Sure. We're not ready. They weren't able to wrap their heads around the concept. So mm -hmm. we were like, we have no choice. We're going YouTubes. All right. And God bless them for giving us a platform to, to put our show on. But there are age restrictions in place. Yes. Yeah, you have to sign in, right. And um, not only that, but the age restrictions have like created this little hoop that makes it kind of hard to find the episode. So good luck finding it. If you can find <laughs> it, I think you yeah, it's, it. uh, it's never going to be recommended. You know. Okay. No, you can't, yeah, because a lot of things on YouTube, they you'll just find them uh, randomly. It'll pop up like, oh, here's a new thing. And there's a... We're not in that rotation. Okay. You have to actively go yeah. and search it out and sign in. Well, go to your channel. Go to the D yeah. channel. That's you what go. you do. There you go. Um, all right. I watch the D channel all day. <laughs> here's, uh, it's like cable news for you. You can't turn it off. Here's a question I'm sure you've been asked before, especially this one's directed toward you, Mr. Black, and that is... There were no other animators available? <laughs> uh, no, they, there were, actually. Oh, there yeah, were. Really. There were people. That's what he meant. But they're very expensive. And also, uh, we just wanted to do it ourselves and keep it in-house because uh, we have a theory, and it's based on, on uh, Beavis and Butthead, that it doesn't have to be a great drawing to be a funny drawing. Like, we could have got a better artist to do all of these drawings, but I don't think it would have been funnier that way. I think it just would have been, like, you know... I agree. It would have looked like 
what it should look like. And it would have been a little <laughs> less from our subconscious. Yeah, we'd be in uh, trouble there. <laughs> this was very much tenacious. It's the most tenacious D thing we've ever put out. How much? How many uh, drawings do you have that you didn't use that are just piling up in your house? Oh, my God. There are so many. He I would obsessively about... draw the drawings, and so there'd be like 14 pictures of a dragon. Or yeah. No. Now, which one shall we use? At some point, you just go, just give me three choices. Huh? Well, yeah. that's, that's too much. I'd rather they didn't know how hard I worked on oh those drawings. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. okay, sorry. I got a few hundred of them in in the rejection. Here's what I love about the artistry on this show, though, is that it changes pictures at least every two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's not technically an animated film. It's it's motion pictures. It's very slow. And there's no effort to make the lips move or anything. I just love that. What do you want, a clutch cargo? I just love it. I'm just saying I love it. Anybody? But once in a while, (laughs) like at the end of episode three that just dropped uh, on on YouTube's today right? uh, there is a little animation at the end of that episode on the cliffhanger I heard a complaint That's that there was see. too much animation people <laughs> they, they, they did like it. Out. <laughs> um how long did it take you guys to make post apocalypto you're doing it all yourself you're doing all the voices all the yeah. animation how long did the whole process take uh, just over 2 years yeah. story and figuring out the beginning middle and end and the arc of the thing and and then the drawing of the pictures took a long time. That was like a full-time job for a while. And did and you ever uh, get annoyed, like people calling? Look, we need we need this art this work artwork done. What's no, happening with you? Because we didn't have a <laughs> no, boss. Because you're in There's every no other boss. movie. Oh, you oh. didn't have a boss. Okay. No, that we didn't we didn't have a a a, a showtime or a. Right. I want a showrunner. I want to name a different network every time. I don't want to get hung up on it. <laughs> we didn't have a Hulu boss <laughs> saying, "Hey, where's that artwork?" <laughs> so you are debuting. We'll see if if we get to the end of the series. And how, there's going to be how many? Six, eight? How many? Six total. It's a okay. six episode webisode miniseries. So we will have seen. We will have heard uh, half of the new post apocalypto album. Then at that point, by today, right? By today, yeah, yeah, yes. but there okay. are a couple things on the album that are not in the series. A couple bonus. bonus it's a tracks. twenty-one track album, right? Yeah, sweet. Yeah, the new album comes out on November second. Let me play a clip. Our guests are Jack Black and Kyle Gass. We're talking to Tenacious D here on the Kevin Bean Show. Go to YouTube and watch Post Apocalypta. Here's uh, one of my favorite clips from the series. It'll give you a little bit of flavor. Now you got to understand that the guys are riding through the desert on a motorcycle. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake, and tell me why. Yeah, tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it very <laughs> Did you hear that vibrato? Uh-huh. Yeah, spot on. I'm in a weirdly good mood yeah. for the <laughs> a post-apocalyptic world we live in now. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know what I would what? give for some some glazed ribs? <laughs> oh, man. And ribs, man. I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah. That's, that's 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 the series, you guys. It's like was that well, wasn't really some story or was that Road Warrior? <laughs> A quick break. More with our friends in Tenacious D when we return on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jack Black, Kyle Gass, Tenacious yeah. D, greatest band in the world, back in studio with us here on the Kevin and Bean Show. I can't imagine how many times you guys have come in throughout the many, many years we've been here, but we always appreciate you. I want you to know that. Oh, dude. Well, the oh. feeling's mutual. I yeah. can't. Now, we're in a different place. Uh, you were stopped from parking? That happened, oh, yeah. Jack? <laughs> well, the lady is very protective of the parking spaces. The parking lot is totally empty. 
And she said, you can't park there. That's for... Uh, you think it's the beard? For VIP. That's for uh, yeah. employees only. And I was like, like well, trouble. I'm kind of an employee. I'm going to w- be working kind of today. Right? Sorry. And then I moved to another parking space. You're just like, still no. She's like, you Walking tell around. me where do I park. She said, way over there in the corner next to the gray car. But I got in. But You're she did shame. She also wanted, where are you going? What are you doing? How long are you going to be oh, here? Man. Wow. And then finally she, she gave me the she spot. Didn't, she was giving you the stink eye. She, she didn't, didn't like you trust at all. me at all. Oh. Well, in in her defense, I do have a crazy Unabomber beard going. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask about that because I don't know how competitive you guys are, but Kyle has always been the winner in the beard game. I and I feel, I feel like you're going for it, Jack. And I'm just wondering if this is creating any tension right now. Yeah, I am finally coming into my own beard uh, power game. But Kyle's is more like a LeBron, I think, right? That's yeah. what you were modeling. I, or years after. a road production of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. His looks Whoa. professional. Yours looks a little homeless, if you don't mind my saying. <laughs> no, it's true. But homeless. I think it's because of the salt and pepper. I got. Oh, okay. I still got a lot of pepper in my in my beard, but Cage is all Santa all the time. <laughs> he is. Very yeah. Santa. So when people see you on the street, Jack, a lot of times I imagine since you have this janky beard, I'll say it, they go, <laughs> they go, is that Jack Black? No, he looks terrible it can't be you think the beard is disguising him yes i do jack put on a star wars helmet at a at a comic-con yeah and people recognized him they knew it was me from my gate just from the way (laughs) i walked and i say i think i said something to a friend and they were like that is absolutely a thousand percent jack black Um, There's nothing more embarrassing being busted in a costume you were trying to wear to hide. I can see that. Yeah, I love when the celebs wear the ball cap. That's going to do it. That'll do it. They'll never know. It does it for Leonardo some of them. DiCaprio in Central Park. Can we talk about Cal Jam for a minute? Yeah. How was it for you guys? Oh, man. That was a fun that one. It was actually one of the funner ones. It was one of the funnest ones. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was cool. You drive out there uh, by couple hours and uh usually it's like 120 in the country i felt like i was yeah you know yeah you're nowhere near a city and uh they take over the whole area it's dreadnormous and uh we we wandered out of our trailer to check out uh this new band what are they called greta van fleet (laughs) right so young and just sexy young like zeppelin looking kids you seem angry and well, I was angry because I was <laughs> well, like, oh, so this yeah, is yeah, a new yeah. generation of rockers. Uh, but it felt like we were listening to something from 45 years ago. It yeah. was weird. It was a time time warp. Uh, but thank then, God for this festival to have, so rock bands have a place to play, though. Totally. And then we go up to our stage, and right next to us, there's another band called Black Mountain. Mm-hmm. And they were sounding fantastic. So we definitely felt like, uh... A little pressure? We got to take it up a notch. And I think we did. That was one of our... One of our one of our better shows, I think. Yeah. Although our shows are all pretty rad. I mean, really, <laughs> that one we were talking go about the difference between a nine or a ten. I mean, <laughs> but dude, that show, Ugh. Foo Fighters uh, close the close the show, and they close with a Nirvana reunion. Yeah, yeah. come on, come on, that's pretty. That's do? pretty badass. Uh, no, said, wait, but who who played Kurt Cobain? They went two two people. They went with uh, Joan Jett. They didn't mm-hmm. go hologram. And I know didn't go hologram. They Uh-oh. could go hologram. Maybe. Were you on the side, Jack, going, I can sing? I know. I've always <laughs> hey, wait said. Hey, I'm here. I can sing. I've <laughs> always said Tenacious D should be the new lead singer of Nirvana. But no one's, no one's listening. Wait, you, me, and Dave. We could do That's it. That's right. 
Uh, speaking of your friend Dave, he once again is going to be on your your record, right? He's playing playing some yes. drums, it's some a, thunder, thunder skins, as yeah. you say, on post apocalypto. We got him. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, have you been doing the new songs in concert too? No, we haven't been playing. We're, go- we, we're uh, gearing up for the big unveiling of all the new album. If they don't know them. November 3rd is our first official show in New York City. Okay. And uh, and then we're going on tour, doing East Coast and then West Coast in December. And uh, we've got a, a big plan for the show. It's going to be kind of like Pink Floyd, The Wall. You know, it's like a concept album concert. Sure. Uh, yeah, so, so I, we can't really... Peek behind that curtain just yet. I feel like if there's not an ending like the Rise of the Phoenix tour, like yeah. getting sprayed, I, know. I, I need that. That's like confetti. To top. But was that confetti? That's you not what she was oh. talking about. What? But, all right. Who? Yeah, the confetti that comes out of the. Mm-hmm. Yep. The phallus. I know yeah. that was a big finish. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we've got we've got some things in store. We have got some things up the slide. And uh, you're coming to the Hollywood Palladium on Friday, December 21st. I think that's, that's just right. announced today. Just mm-hmm. announced today. Friday, December 21st. Tickets go on sale today. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! At 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster. Right. Whoa, it's that's not right. on sale yet. Right, 10 a.m. today. Okay, just announced, and we're going to give away the first five pair of tickets to that right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. You better that's, act fast, because my guest list money is over 1,000, I think. <laughs> <laughs> this is money out of your out of your pocket, yeah, Kyle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the tickets go on sale this morning at 10 a.m., but you can win them right now. If you love the D like we do, you can call 1-800-520-1067. Callers 20 through 24. You win tickets to the show at the Hollywood Palladium on December the 21st. You know what I've always wanted to ask you guys that I never have for mm. each of you individually when did you first start playing music as a as a kid what and and what <clears throat> uh, what drew you to it well we had to play recorder in fifth grade I think both, both kids you? in California not me no not Jack that's how no, you started though Kyle was recorder yeah Ky- Kyle's recorder. talking about his his uh his friends from this class in 1923 <laughs> <laughs> they all had to play recorder all right so Kyle you're playing the recorder yeah. but most most people would just do that because they have to and they need the school credit but then obviously something no I never stopped I never you stopped ne- playing you still play it uh, yes, I do. Actually, how many, December how many... 21st, the Palladium. Oh, How many yeah, instruments balance. do you now play, Kyle? Because I know you, obviously, you are tremendously accomplished no, guitar player. No, I can really, it, right? uh, yeah, I can only play a guitar. And you play ukulele. Oh, no, that's as a stringed instrument. I'm, I'm saying okay. wrong. You know, we've only won one Grammy, and it was for our cover of a Ronnie James Dio song, The Last in Line. People are still mad about that, too. Was it The Last really? in Line? Wait, which, which yeah. song did we win? Yeah. The... <laughs> it was The Last in Line. And Cage ripped uh, an amazing recorder solo nice. that I'm convinced is the reason we got the Grammy. Cue so, that up. So you no can make kidding. fun of, of Kyle's recorder, but sure you got it. it's I'm got, in it's the got a satanic power that's unparalleled. I don't think we have a satanic power. All right. It opens All right. a portal. Right. It Every releases time the Kraken. What about, <laughs> what about you, Jack? Uh, yeah, when did you start musically? Well, I was singing a lot as a as a kid. I would I would sing along to to albums uh, at home, and uh, I did a lot of four track recording of of harmonies in in high school. But uh, it wasn't until uh, I joined forces with Kyle in the late '80s that uh, he taught me how to play acoustic guitar. He's my my guitar teacher. And it was that long ago? Best stoner friend. Oh, no. Wow. Oh. Yeah, dude, we go wow. back to the '80s. We wow. Old. That's amazing. Oh, do, 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 um, people. And we started start? working on oh. Tribute, our first song. We worked on that for about, I'm going to say, a year and a half. <laughs> and then we had our first concert where yeah. we only had one song. It was Tribute. <laughs> and it was pretty powerful. And weirdly, in the audience, 
was Harry Shearer of of uh, oh wow of the tap. Spinal, yeah. tap. Yeah. Spinal Tap Spinal Tap and, and he was uh, was uh, vying he thought he thought we should be called pets or meat. <laughs> but we went with Tenacious D against his wishes. Okay, all but right. Just the fact that he was there. Was when did special. you start doing your covers on YouTube, where you would just sing songs? Eh? We first started doing. Uh, when did we do? Oh, me. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Your Instagram. Oh, Instagram. My Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't do it anymore. You know what? I did that because uh, I felt competitive with Dwayne the Rock Johnson because oh. he was the king of Instagram. I see. He and Kevin Hart. Right. When we were doing Jumanji. Gotcha. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring. I'm gonna do some instas. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> how'd that work out for you? It was good. I got, I got <laughs> some followers. <laughs> I don't have as many did as Dwayne pass? or Kevin, okay. but That's you know. What I was asking. No. Okay. But, All right. You know, I'm. It's no. I'm no slouch. I, I might uh, do some more of those. It's uh, it's almost like having your own little one minute television show. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fun to the, do. Uh, the so the D has been together for thirty years or close to it. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah. Please tell me you guys are going to last forever. Oh yeah. Well, well I, I mean, do you drive each other crazy? Oh, we'll never. Uh, no, we'll never. We'll never. You'll never uh, break up. No, not. Well, okay. I mean, we yeah. break up every time we play live, but we always get back together. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll never the not get back is, together. It's not there. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't okay. retire yet. Because okay. you guys, it's you money. guys, it's straight money. <laughs> it's straight. Yeah. Okay. All right. You guys are. Uh, I think for a lot of us, you are our best friend goals, and that's why we're so happy every time we see you guys together, still enjoying the the rock. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Oh, Kyle's going in for the hug. Oh, Jack, 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 oh this is Jack sweet. Back, but Jack didn't really want much of it. Weird. Uh, he didn't weird. really want that hug. Yeah. No, that was... Yeah. That was All right. That was looked strange. That yeah. was unrequited. It was a little creepy. Uh, let, let me... Santa uh, sell Claus come up I'm not happy me. with how this is ending, Bean. Let me sell some stuff and we'll let you go. Tenacious Santa coming in for an unwanted hug. <laughs> Tenacious D at the Hollywood Palladium. The show is Friday, December 21st. Tickets go on sale today Frank through Ticketmaster. I'm trying to do the plugs here, Allie. Kyle won't sit down. 10 a.m. Tickets at Ticketmaster. Go to YouTube and check out the series. It is awesome, you guys. It is called Post Apocalypto, and the album comes out on November 2nd. We love you guys. Thanks for coming by. Love you. Thank you, both. It's Kevin and B. K.U. It is a Friday, and it's that time again that we do Keep It 100, so hit it. I gotta keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. Keeping it 100. Keep 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 it 100. We ask you to text in any song you want that Kirok's ever played. If we still have it, we'll play it for you. You get to pick the music heading into the weekend. Here's what we almost had. Uh, text to number 99. Chris from Playa del Rey, you were very close to getting us playing Helmet Unsung, which, by the way, right. sounded awesome right now. It's a good choice. Texter 101 goes way back to K-Rock early days. 88 lines, about 44 women by the nails. You remember that one? Wow, yes. That's an amazing song, but not this week. I'm sorry about that. David, uh, instead we go to the 714. Sean is on the line. He's from Orange. Hey, Sean. What's going on, guys? How are you? We are good. Thank you. We're great. Tell us about you, man. What's uh, what's going on with you? Uh, I'm a, uh, you know, just at work, you know, project manager at a construction company. And uh, I've been texting this song for about a year because, Dean, <laughs> you made fun of it when it was uh, Eclipse Fever. And you know what? Smash Mouth rocks. <laughs> I love. I respect you. I love that you caught on to something Bean said way back when, mm -hmm. and you've texted oh, it texting every, every week. week for a year. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> for a year, that's unbelievable. Now, um, I'm not going to dispute. I don't want to get into an argument because you sound like a nice guy. But define rocks. 
You know what? I saw them at uh, Lake Mission Viejo. It was a free concert last summer, and it was the funniest concert I have ever been okay. to. Okay. Okay. By the like way, that's Shrek. about the right price for uh, Smash They were Hunter. dressed up like Shrek. It was hilarious. <laughs> All right. We're on the same page. Okay, okay, so hold on. It was intentionally hilarious? I mean, probably not for them, but okay. for everybody in the crowd it was. <laughs> all right. I think we're all saying the same thing I here then. So, yeah. Sean, what Smash Mouth song do you want to hear on Keep It 100? Walking on the Sun. You got it. Nice choice. Woo! Keep it 100. So don't you like it back now. So guys are running out. Allow if you're still alive. Six to eight years till the ride. And if you follow them, they be out tomorrow. But if they are the shun, Kind of a revenge text. I know. A year. He worked a year on getting us to play that song. That dude did not like what you said at the eclipse. Congratulations to Sean from Orange for this week's Keep It 100. That is Smash Mouth. All right, Allie, you're usually pretty good at this. You keep your song straight. When was Smash Mouth's Walking on the Sun released? That was late 90s, so it's definitely 98, 97, 98, 97, <laughs> definitely 97. All right, which one? <laughs> God damn it, it's 98, you're trying to isn't take, it? You're trying to kick 97. Okay, 97 is her guess. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Would you like to phone a friend? No. July of 1997. Yay! It was Smash Mouth's first hit. By the way, this shocked me. Greg Camp, guitarist for the band, says it was basically a social and racial battle cry. Oh, yeah, that's obvious. It, it, was, <laughs> it was sort of a can't we all get along at the time that I wrote it. It was just all the things that were going on as me as a young person. And I thought, I, what the hell is happening? It's totally. like we might as well be walking around a planet on fire. Oh, and that's how it came about. Absolutely. It's almost like a Rage Against the Machine song right? in that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's very cultural. Well, that is this week's Keep what It 100. That is this week's Keep It 100. We'll do it again next Friday. Thanks again, Sean. It's Kevin and Bean. Rock Caracule. Would you permit me, Allie? Yes. A few seconds for a new moment with. Absolutely. No. Well, I mean, let's just, you don't know that it's you, Kevin. It's, it's always me. It might, but it might not it's be me you. 100% of the time. All right, well, let's see. All right. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Uh, we have uh, tickets. For, no, we uh, we have uh, Black Hawk. Should I start again? <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. Yeah. Hmm. That happened. Was that you? I didn't hear. You know that what? Was, I, must not, I don't think I heard it properly. It was me, Bean. It was me. It was me. Don't it, worry. It was me. What, you don't you need roll to play. It, it was me. If you could roll it one more time, oh. just so I could double check. If you would. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Uh, we have uh, tickets. For, no, we uh, we have uh, Black Hawk. Should I start again? <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. I think Kevin is doing exactly as well as anyone might have expected someone like him to perform in a position like that. Thank you. Having heard it again, yeah, it was definitely good. <laughs> All right, Ali is here with our final look at what's happening on a Friday. So is Cat, by the way, and it's not Friday, it's Friday. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get out. I mean, Jensen, it's fired just, after the first day. Right. That's it's so just weird. Fired and re-hired like 17 times already. Listen, I've been very steadfast in my support of Friday. I appreciate that you're on the right side of history, my friend. Mm-hmm. 
so uh, we can't move on. I don't think I'm real upset. We're at an impasse. Listen, listen if you guys want to be the Strom Thurmonds and just stick with the wrong side until you die, it's a great reference. And I'll allow you. <laughs> For those of us that got it, it was a great reference, Kevin. Uh, oh. I feel like that was calling you out. No, but I knew who it was clearly okay. because I said great reference. Because it wasn't a great reference. And then he right. made... Right. right. What's happening? I'm not sure. Guys. Let's start Steve, again. Steve Carell said uh, that that office revival that everyone's super stoked about happening mm-hmm. isn't going to happen. But not for the reason you may think. Steve Carell says that Michael Scott's sense of humor just wouldn't fly today. Oh, that's very true. He said it might be impossible to do the show today and have people accept it in the way it was accepted 10 years ago. The climate's different. And he said basically Michael Scott's entire character is predicated on inappropriate behavior. I don't know. I still think it would hold up absolutely. It was It was. Innocent, inappropriate behavior, it seemed like. But I still agree with him that it probably wouldn't work today. I don't think he was sketchy. I think he was just a goofball. I mean, an idiot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think the, so he was harmless. Yeah, but... there wasn't malicious intent right. behind Michael Scott, I don't yeah. think. But I still sort of agree with him. I think he would be like where all of our angst would funnel and we'd appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that could be. So I'm with you. shut up, Steve Carell, is what we're saying. No, we're saying do the office again. <laughs> but don't say that part again. Okay. All right. That's what she said. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> you, you guys interested in seeing Amy Winehouse out on tour? Uh, well, I got what? bad news for you, Allie. Should I sit down? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think she's available. Well, I think we'll get Prince. A court. Oh, <laughs> Jensen, take a seat too. Wow. So. Amy Winehouse's dad, Mitch Winehouse, has confirmed that an Amy Winehouse hologram tour is in the works. The show is set to debut in 2019, featuring a live band accompanying vocals from Amy Winehouse's original recording, and all proceeds from the concert will benefit the Amy Winehouse Foundation. Now, I will say, Kat, I'm sure you saw this in the Times over the weekend, that the advancement in concert holograms have gone have really gone through the roof in the last few years. Uh, Roy Orbison just played in L.A. this past weekend. Really? I need you to sit down, Bean. <laughs> and by all accounts, it was flawless. Really? Huh. They, they spent like three years working on it. They have him singing with a live band, and he talks to the audience, and he turns, he looks at the band. I mean, it just is like Roy Orbison is on stage. Well, I haven't seen any of that. When is the... Uh, hologram boyfriend start happening, Allie. Like, why, let's... why would you say me? We're both in the, we, we both need that. I don't need it. Yeah, I totally so need want it. it. I need it so bad. So this is not like what you saw years ago at Coachella with Tupac. That was more of a, uh, you know, more being uh, um, projected onto a screen. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. actually a Princess Leia at a like Star interactive. Wars. interactive. Interactive yeah. hologram. Yeah, so I... Wouldn't be surprised to see this uh, this Amy Winehouse thing happen and, and be successful. Wow. That's We're going to be killed by it holograms. Is. Yeah. It is weird, right? Yeah. yeah. The robots are definitely coming for us, let alone holograms, for sure. By the way, a new documentary, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, arrives next month. It features previously unseen footage of Amy, as well as new interviews, like her collaborators, Mark Ronson. That's just one collaborator. Weird that there's an S at the end of that, but that's okay. I mean, I should read these beforehand. Sure, why? Just add Dap Kings. Dap Kings. There you go. There you go. There you go. Remember that Dakota Johnson news a few days ago where TMZ said, oh, 
gosh, she's pregnant with Chris Martin's baby. Yep. And it turned out it was just a birthday party. But they... What they do. Thank you. <laughs> but they had pink <laughs> balloons and blue balloons. Well, she explained on Ellen that she didn't know that the balloons were going to be released. They were just in an arch and one accidentally snapped. Oh. <laughs> so, it just kind of went up in the air. But she did say this quote. The only thing I'm pregnant with is a lot of really good ideas, but not any babies. Wait, that's terrible. That, that's a, that's that a is dumb. an actual quote. That's and I a thought, dumb oh. I think you need to say it in her really low, soft voice that she has. The only thing I'm pregnant with is a lot of really good ideas, oh. but not any babies. At Oscar. Right? Oscar. Thank you. She, uh, Thank you. She has her dad's brains. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> hey, Kat, what's, what's going on in L.A.? I'm just going to walk over out. The, over the, the coming weekends no, or what weekends. We do, what we do, Kat, is we start talking quickly so people will miss it. Yeah. Okay. So please help. Keep moving. Um, there are two festivals going on this weekend. Now, one is out in uh, Marino Beach in Lake Paris if you're up for a road trip. And it starts today. It goes through Sunday. Three days. This is Tame Impala, <gasps> War Paints, My Bloody Valentine. Stop it. Yeah, so it's like old, you know, it's got the, like the old school, like Jarvis Cocker, who I saw the other night, um, you know, from Pulp is performing tonight. It's three-day festival called Desert Days. Um, Where is so it? It's uh, Lake Paris and Marino Paris. Beach. Yeah, so it's like an hour and a half from here with traffic like five days. So I don't know. <laughs> Leave you now know. if you want to see Sundays. <laughs> Closer to where we are in downtown LA, Festival of Disruption. It's at the uh, Theater at the Ace Hotel, and this is curated by our favorite David Lynch. Okay. Yeah, all right. Wow. Rizza, oh, tall drink of water, Rizza, right? <laughs> um, he's doing the, uh, the score to this. Um, to this whole event, um, there's going to be talks and screenings with David Lynch, no. with Francis Ford Coppola. What? What? Yes. Um, there's going to be a sound bath area where uh, Jonesy from Sigaros is going to be doing this. Um, virtual reality with Twin Peaks. It's all kind of messed up. This bonk, is bonk. something to really take some mushrooms and go. Yes, to. yes, is what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. there you go. Just like it. on a pizza, not like mm. not wacky. One. So that's good stuff. <gasps> when is that? This weekend. <laughs> Where? Did you take the mushrooms? No, Where and who's playing? <laughs> oh, even, is David me? Lynch involved at all? God, I hate you guys. How so dare you? Bong bong. I love all of you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kat. Some birthdays for you, Hugh Jackman. <gasps> By the way, you guys. Never mind. Yeah, you no. Can't. What? Okay. Okay. There's um, there's a sing along for the Greatest Showman in Oxnard on Saturday, and I might go. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I encouraged you to I keep should've, going. Should have edited. That's my bad. Damn. Hugh Jackman, Josh Hutcherson, and Kirk Cameron. Oh my god, so fun, right? <laughs> That's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. The so-called helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with strikers. <laughs> <laughs> Commercial free-for-all during your drive home today on the world-famous K-Rock. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday morning. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. You see that? You see how white people do? Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Dude, that's how you get dengue fever. Really bad. Really very, very bad. Very, very, oh God, really deeply. Oh, I want to go back in time to before I did that. Who was that? Kevin? Kevin?
Kevin, look at me. You're <laughs> fired. Okay? You're fired. Get out. I've never liked you. You're a whiny little bitch. I need to sit my black ass down, do some more cardio. What you talking about right now? Take this job and shove it. I ain't working there anymore. Going, going, gone. Bong, bong. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Uh, we have uh, tickets. No, we uh, we have uh, Black Hawk. Should I start again? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.